This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 277, recorded on September 8th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios. Here in a... Mike, did you, was there like water on your windows this morning when you... I mean, you I think it was, was like 150% humidity here. I could, I could not believe how much moisture we had. I went outside to spray the weeds, and I'm like, it's not hot, but I'm wet. It was really weird. 72 degrees. <laughs> 105% humidity or whatever. Yeah. I mean, literally the air was moisture. And uh, I can't, I'm hoping we get some, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm ready for fall. Bring it on. <laughs> Me too. I Let's am right there with you. Football is here. Bring on fall. Of course, we uh, as we bring on the show notes each week, out at theaverageguy.tv, you can track us down uh, with our new mobile app as well. Not new, it's actually a year old now. Get the uh, easy-to-subscribe buttons for our mobile app out at homegadgetgeeks.com. And, of course, LastPass sponsoring that app for us, and they've signed on for another year. And so thanks, LastPass, for their sponsorship of the mobile app for us. Again, uh, easy to subscribe and the best way to listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the road, homegadgetgeeks.com. Com. Home Gadget Geeks, of course, is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the link to this show and many other great podcasts. And this is important because this is the last podcast before Meetup. And many of you who listen to this will be in Indianapolis, not this Saturday, but next. No Thursday night podcast next week. I will have a pre-recorded show for you. I'll have it out there and ready to go before we head off. But uh, many of you who listen to this will join us in Indianapolis Next Saturday, I think that's uh, the the seventeenth uh, of September, and there will be many of those from the Geeks Network there. Um, don't forget, if you ever just get bored and you want to listen to some additional podcasts, there's some great ones out there. Uh, go to thegeeksnetwork.com. And if you haven't checked it out yet, this might be your last chance to get a sticker because I am getting ready to take them to the meetup. And for as many as I got left, we're going to start just giving them away at the meetup. And if you want to get one, jump over to theaverageguy.tv/support. Jump in there for a $3 uh, for a $3 pledge on Patreon. I will reserve one to you. We'll drop it in the mail. I am, for my Australia friends, I am having a little trouble getting those to you guys. I have to figure out a way to get those mailed efficiently for you. So I'll, I'll drop. I have a couple from Australia. I'll drop those off to the side. I think I'm going to send them to our office in Australia and ask them if they'll mail them for me from our office in, in Sydney. That might be a lot easier than me trying to send them U.S. Post, postal Service, and that will take like a month to get there. So we uh, so Australia, hang on, they're coming. But uh, you might want to get those in. Uh, head over to theaverageguy.tv slash support. $3 pledge on Patreon and I'll mail one out to you. Most of you should have gotten a bunch this week. I know for you, who, those of you who pledged in August, I sent a bunch out last weekend so you guys should be getting those. We appreciate it for you as well. All right, we uh, we have started, Mike. Mike Weger, we have started uh, fantasy football, and uh, we're all off and on running. If you didn't get in, you're going to have to hear us talk about it every once in a while. Super excited about it, but that's not why we're here tonight. Mike, welcome to the program. Good to have you back, by the way. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. I feel like I'm back, but then we're off for a few weeks, so it's going to be kind of odd. But yeah, glad to be back. We didn't get in trouble with you and your work this year with the fantasy draft, so that was good. But it went off without a hitch. That's we had a good time, and uh, the 
competition has started. And as you can see, oh, not on your TV anymore, but on mine, right? No, I, took right it, I took it down. I put it is the game down. so we yeah. can start monitoring who will be who. The, the story is last year uh, we went to Gallup and we used our conference room, or no, our training room. None of those PCs are connected to our network, so to speak. You can't get to anything. I thought it'd be okay. So we invited the folks in. We did a fantasy draft. It was really cool. It was a blast. It felt like the actual NFL draft like arena. That's what it felt like. Music. We were smoking. It was awesome. And then I I made the mistake of taking a picture and dropping it on Facebook. And, of course, my boss recognized the training room, said, were you doing fantasy football in the training room? And you're like, no. He's like, well, the bikini bartenders in the back tell a different story. And you're like, I swear. Totally gave it away. Totally gave it away. So. He said, don't do that. So this year, uh, we had a successful draft. And for those of you listening to the program uh, who are in it, welcome. We won't talk about it that much. This will probably be the last time I mention it uh, on there. So we have a guest tonight. His name is Chad Bostic, and uh, Chad runs HelloTechPros.com. I was on his show, I don't know, Chad, what was that, five, six weeks ago? Yeah, it was uh, episode 120-something, uh, 124, episode 124. So fans of Jim, you can go to hellotechpros.com slash four, get access to that episode. We talked about, uh, what we talked about, Jim, about how to how to build a podcast in the enterprise, right? How to build an industry podcast, which was very, very interesting coming from like a personal side of podcasting, how we can do it in our own business. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's one of my favorite topics. And, you know, when I get asked to be on shows, usually it's about Strengths Finder for work. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of our coaches that call us and, and that call me and say, hey, I want to talk Strengths Finder. I did a how to start a podcast uh, episode just on Tuesday, I think it was. Again, but more around podcasting for, in this case, for these coaches. But I love to talk about how to take your podcasting to the next level from a business perspective. And, of course, we've done that at Gallup. So thanks for having me on. And I said, uh, hey, why don't you – you're kind of a you know, you're kind of a gadget geek. Why don't you – You're kind uh, of a nerd. <laughs> basically, if you, have, if you have tech pros in the name of your site, you got to be on. You got to I, I, I got to try, right? I got to at least try. Uh, Chad, take a second. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little bit of your background. Yeah, you bet. So uh, I think I was born a geek, right? A gadget geek. It came out of the womb. I don't know. I probably had uh, like a a reel-to-reel tape or something back then, maybe a punch card. I'm not sure. It was a long time ago. What year were you born? 19-something. It was in the 1900s. (laughs) I think it was 74. 74. Uh, You're you're, uh, maybe 10 years younger than me. Yeah. Let's say a cassette tape. That would have cassette been tape. 74. So, that's what it yes. was. Yes, my, my first computer that I ever got, I think I was about 10 years old, and I got the Texas Instruments TI-994A. Oh, and that it it had like a slot for cartridges, right? But I didn't have any cartridges. It was it was like a used hand-me-down kind of thing that, that my, my mother got secondhand from a co-worker. He said, oh, my gosh, these TIs are amazing. Like, you got to get one for your family. She's like, I, I don't know anything about computers. No. He's like, oh, you got a son. He would love it. It's a it's a toy. It's a gadget. It's games. It's got everything. And so uh, they, my parents got me this computer for Christmas in around 84, I want to say. And uh, it was cool, except it didn't do anything. It just blinked like a cursor and, and flashing the number 10. And uh, along with the computer... Uh, the gentleman passed in, passed down uh, a stack of magazines. I think it's called Home Computing Magazine. And the back of every magazine was these <laughs> type-in programs, right? You know what I'm talking about, Jim, because it oh, taught yeah. you taught you how to code, right? So in the basic programming language, 
you type in XYZ, right? You type in input, this, that, and the other, and uh, you learned how to code via typing in programs that other people wrote. The good part was is that at 10 years old to 12 to 14 to 15, I learned like self-taught or through these magazines, learned how to you know, start, start developing software back in the day in basic. The bad news was that there was nowhere to save it. Like there was no disk drive or anything. Um, but I found in a magazine, I saw a picture of an audio cassette recorder that they had the audio wires, like the, the uh, not the RCA jack, but the little three and a half, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? The one yep. that Apple just got rid of, that three, little jack. 3.5. Three, 3. Yeah. yeah, the 3.5 jack uh, was in my TI-99-4A. And, uh, and I hooked it up to an audio cassette recorder that we had around the house. And then I started saving tapes of my code, my software. And so that was my first, uh, my first save experience. So I started doing that back in the early 80s. And then I actually started getting paid to do software development in... Uh, I guess the early 90s, about a decade later. And then I've been in software development and IT leadership ever since. Uh, I, I worked in a lot of startups when I first got started. And then I moved into the energy sector and was on a Fortune 100, uh, big corporation, big environment, right, where it's all it's all enterprise-level stuff, right? You, you can't do anything for less than a million-dollar project, right? There's no such thing as minimum viable product. It's like minimum viable billion-dollar thing that you have to implement yeah, and, welcome uh, to the enterprise, right? Yes, exactly. It's a million, no matter what. Uyghurs in this business now, or yeah. they just drop in. It's a million bucks, no matter what. Yeah. You know, it's hey, we got to change this tire. Oh, that's a million bucks. I just wanted a cup of coffee. Million bucks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you you couldn't do anything for on the cheap and on the fly, and it was fun. Learned a lot of stuff, right? Did a lot of .NET development, and moved into IT management. Um, and we started trying to, right? They were trying to, they were asking for, we need agile. We, we like this word agile. We don't know what it means, and it sounds counterculture to what we actually want to do, but we want you IT pros, you software developers, to be more agile around here and, and kind of read our minds and give us what we want for less money because we don't want to pay a million dollars. And so we started doing some mobile development. Some, uh, we were still doing a lot of uh, web development things. We started shifting technology sets around and, and doing some things on uh, open source platforms and so forth. And that was a ton of fun. So I had a blast there. And uh, recently I launched this podcast, Hello Tech Pros. I launched that in April of this year. So it's still brand, brand new, but it's, it's doing really well. I was at Podcast Movement in Chicago a couple months ago and just kind of sharing numbers. Hey, I'll tell you my stats if you tell me yours kind of things. It, it feels like it's doing really well, sure. and I'm just having a blast doing it. It's a, uh, it's a little bit different. It's a seven-day-a-week program, so every day of the week kind of has its own topic, and it's really not necessarily about the technology itself. It's a lot more about the mindset that tech pros have, right, and the, the process of building your careers and building your business and uh, and building your products. So Monday, motivation. Tuesday, productivity. Wednesday, leadership. Thursday, we do get into technology. And then Friday, people and communication. Saturday, entrepreneurship. Sunday is what I call being unplugged, which is kind of like this. It's like hanging out with your buddies or hanging out with your family and doing things that you love doing and enjoy doing and not focusing on the work and the technology from a kind of daily grind perspective. So... That's what I'm doing. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good story. You're, you're kind of, you're doing, you're kind of living the dream, right? You're, you're trying to, you know, get out there and be an entrepreneur and figure some things out and figure out a spot and how do you make money doing it and you know what's out there. You've, 
set yourself up nicely to be able to do that. You've got some runway. A lot of folks decide they want to do that kind of business and then they don't have anything and so they go in debt to do it and mm-hmm. when it fails that's hard right because then you've got right. you know you've got bills to pay and and uh, now you've got now you have serious bills to pay and so uh, kudos to you for getting out ahead of the game a little bit and uh, and working it out I, I think um, from a podcast perspective what do, what do you think you've learned about yourself through the process I mean it's seven days a week I said are you batch processing those and, and you said well sort of but that's kind of a daily grind. And what kind of feedback have you gotten? So what have you learned and what kind of feedback have you gotten from your audience? So w- what I learned about myself or what I continue to learn about myself is um, that I'm bigger than I give myself credit for, right? I'm tougher than I give myself credit for. I think we are all more re- resilient and smarter and stronger and tougher and more adaptable than any of us give ourselves credit for. And I have been in this role of right? Software developer. That was my role. And I had no idea that I could move into a leadership position until I did. And once I got there, it was scary as heck and it was painful, right? And it was a process, but I adapted and I got into it. And then throughout the whole time, I was like, I want to start my own thing. I want to start my own business. I don't want to, I don't know what it is. And so for 10 years, I struggled with what I got to have that perfect idea, that perfect thing that I can have that I could launch and be successful at. And then finally, I put myself in this position where, you know, like you said, I have I have some runway to get it started. But also, you know what? I don't have the perfect product. I don't have the perfect idea. What I have is the passion to get it started and start working on it and let it evolve and let it become its own thing. And so a big part of what is really coming out of me very, very recently is this acceptance with myself, this acceptance that you know what, as a young adult, I struggled really, really strongly with social anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could not sit in my own family reunions with all my aunts and uncles and cousins and and uh, grandparents and have a conversation with them because I was stressed out because there's too many people around, right? And now I can I can have conversations with you guys and, and yeah. be totally cool. And I, I talk to new people you know, new people, brand new people every day of the week. And it's helping me get outside of my comfort zone, pushing my boundaries and learning a little bit about business, about entrepreneurship, about podcasting, about technology, about people, and also about myself. So I've learned, I've probably learned more about myself than I have any of those other topics. Cool. No, good for you. I think that's a great opportunity to, you know, these kinds of situations, we always say chaos causes clarity. Yeah. And so you've thrown yourself into a little bit of chaos from mm-hmm. that standpoint, a little uncertainty. And I think it's going to shake some of the things out for you. And certainly you've got a tech background. And so you've gone, you know, you've gone to the seven day a week podcast. I think it's great. You may not want to do that the whole time. You know, you mm-hmm. may get in the spot where you're like, I want to back down, but it's kept you busy. I'm, certainly from a networking standpoint, you have met a ton of people. By the way, you fit our community well, so you're welcome to hang around even after cool. the uh, after the webcast. If awesome. We we have got. I think we have the best tech community between what we do here and over at Home Server Show and Surface Geeks and some of the other in the Geeks Network. I think it's the kindest, nicest, most helpful tech guys I've ever been a part of. These, I have very few trolls. We just don't have those kinds of problems couple thousand, three, four, five thousand guys and gals who uh, who really want to be this in for the community. So don't you know don't hesitate to to stay around uh, after the show from a from a community standpoint. There's some great awesome. contacts here as well. Well, great to hear your story. I want to catch up too a little bit with Mike. We'll use this week a little bit because we haven't uh, Mike, we haven't seen or heard from you since you disappeared for a couple weeks. Tell uh, tell us what you learned about yourself in the training that you went through. You don't have to 
be disclosed. You know, <laughs> what you no, uh, I learned for myself that I am definitely a worker. I'm not necessarily a school guy. So like the joke is what I lacked for in motivation in school, I make up for in the workforce because man, I've just been so excited and like kind of hungry when you get to work. Like you're so excited every day to get involved and get involved in these projects and stuff like that. And you know, a, a certain amount of that I'm sure everyone always says is like the novelty of a new job or from graduating school for the first time. And instead of paying money to do something, you're getting paid to do something. It's kind of a big change. Um, but it, it's been awesome. I actually really, really enjoy it. So yeah, I was down uh, in training for two weeks, actually down in his neck of the woods, which is kind of fun, uh, but came back ready to go. They threw me right in the fire and I've just been enjoying like every second of it. So I was working, uh, I posted the pictures of grilling, but besides that, it's been nonstop work, which has been kind of a blast. It's been a lot of fun. I haven't uh, worked obviously since I took a break to study for the bar exam. So yeah. getting back into the work life of no school, no studying for the bar exam, just getting right into the job has been a lot of fun. It's, it's been a good time. Good. 225, which is the barbecue show, uh, did really well. I'm not going to lie. It was <laughs> one of the most insightful shows for me. So I was gone, obviously. And then the next night, my roommate, because you're assigned a roommate at these trainings, and my roommate was like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's actually a, a podcast I'm usually on, but they talked about grill stuff. He's like, I like grilling. And I was, he's like, what do you got? And so I told him about the thermometer, and I think he actually ordered one too the same exact night because uh, he was about to go back to his home, obviously, and start grilling. So we were both... Really excited for it. So yeah, th that was a great episode, Jim. You guys had a lot of fun. It's kind of different from our normal routine, but still a lot of fun. I sent a video yeah. to my dad and he's like, oh man, grilling tech. I had no idea there was such a thing. I'm like, neither did I. Until I, I a lot of people did until these guys from, started digging out Mark all the Mike, Yeah. Yeah, I think not only uh, record length, right, Mark, uh, both Mark, Mike Howard, uh, Mark Robson joined us. Um, not only record length, worth every second, and probably the no time wasted ever in that podcast. I mean, it was pretty much Jim gets in, boom, we started, and it was Mike off to the races, starting to share stuff. And then not Mark one of those I could have mowed to. You're so true because like I needed to like be looking this stuff up while I was doing it or looking at the pictures while I was doing it. Definitely one of those where I was glad I was in front of the YouTube link and watching the video to see all the pictures. But man, I made the mistake. You warned us all about not coming hungry, and it was like eight o'clock in my hotel room after training. And of course, I ordered room service right afterwards because I couldn't stand <laughs> you got it. To. You got to. I was starving when I, I left. Was, I was hungry. Those pictures uh, were amazing. It was. It was pretty sweet. So thanks, Mark and Mike. I think that'll be one we refer back to. You know, you have these kind of milestone podcasts that you do, and that one was just so good. Those guys were so ready. They to were come and share what they did. I hope you guys also got a chance to listen to last week's, which is a little different. And the next couple weeks are going to be this way, where I'm going to be on the road, and I've already pre-recorded some podcasts for you guys that will drop them in. So Aaron joined us last week. We talked about the Husqvarna uh, robot vacuum or uh, um, lawnmower, which lawnmower. we had talked about back in the spring. And when I saw, I saw a tweet from Aaron, just a random, I just ran into her by accident. And of course she had that for the summer and we talked about it. And guys, that is another thing. Like I can't stop thinking about how cool <laughs> it would be to have a robot mowing my lawn in the backyard. Uh, Chad, have, you ever did you um, have you ever thought about those? I mean, this is kind of a new thing, but have you thought about those robot lawnmowers at all? Have you seen oh, them? Ab absolutely. I've I've had allergies, like really, really severe, like allergies, all my life. And so when my dad, when I was a teenager, right, twelve, thirteen year old boy, he's like, "Get out in the yard, mow it. It's getting up to my ankles." I'm like, "I can't. I get all choked up, and I got to take pills, and it's horrible." And so I had wishes way back then, right, in like '87. 
someday, <laughs> someday <laughs> there's going to be a robot. Right now, I, I have a, a team of people that do it, right? And so I stay in the house, and I lock all the doors, and I close all the windows, and I let the team do it, and then I'll wait like four or five hours until after they're gone before I'll leave the house because I don't want to smell all that smell and start sneezing and sniffling and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I like the robot yeah. option as well. Yeah, no, pretty good. Mike, in your new place... With the with the with the vac or with the I keep calling it a vacuum. I keep thinking of the Roomba. The with Roomba. The, uh, with the I'll mower, take either one, but with the with the mower work in your yard in your new yard. It would because it's really flat. But I've given all my money to, to Husqvarna. I got their mower. I got their weed whacker. Yeah. I'm about to get a blower from them. You got uh, a manual yeah, one, all right. Yeah, the self-propelled though, which helps actually a lot. But you know, when you have an even lawn, it's one of those things of okay, yeah, you only need the front wheel, and then you're like, man, do I go with the fully? automatic mower like the robot mower that would be pretty cool and i have to tell you like with this whole change of schedule for the job thing that was one of the hardest things luckily my friends were nice enough to come mow my lawn when i was gone for two weeks with hannah being you know seven months pregnant i'm not gonna have her go out and do it so <laughs> kind of a cool little option but i have to say i am enjoying for the first time like getting out and having things to do in a lawn that will wear off quickly. And you guys have all warned me, but I'm like, I was cooped up in an apartment. I didn't have grass. My dog was cooped up. Now he has the lawn. I'm, I love getting out and mowing and doing all that sort of stuff. But when that nostalgia wears off, I'm sure I'll be right there with you, Jim, looking at that Husqvarna mower. Yeah, I won't what, are, what, are the, what were the prices on that? About three grand. They start at three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Never mind then. I probably won't be looking at that anytime. There's some cheap ones. <laughs> There's a really cheap one. I think you get for one for 1500. But I feel like I, those are the type of things though, those are where you want to spend the money, right? Yeah, like if you're gonna on service, Chad, like for you, this is where it makes sense. Like you've true. got somebody coming, right, to, to do your, your yard for you. You're probably paying well, to be fair, it's it's all tied into the rent. So we're renting oh, okay. the place that oh, we're in gotcha, now. Gotcha. And so there's a long court long care service that's all tied in. But yeah, in the past I have definitely done it. Mike, there's a there's a YouTube video that I've seen you might want to check out. You just put a stake in the middle of the yard. You tie a rope to your lawnmower, right? You wrap around the uh, duct tape around the uh, the starter thing, right? The the propeller and uh, the accelerator, and just let it go, and it'll go in circles, and it'll just cut probably 80% of your yard, and then you just go tidy up the edges. So you might <laughs> give that a shot. That doesn't sound too bad. My neighbors actually had a convo with my wife when I was gone, like, hey, can you stop mowing your lawn as much? We all like to be slackers around here, and that really short lawn is making <laughs> our lawns, like, they can tell that ours is long before you started mowing. So, so hey, but I like the steak idea. That might actually work Work pretty well. Chad, your your method, though, creates crop circles. And uh, people might start wondering, you know, has a UFO landed on your, in your but yard? But how cool is that, right? I think that's awesome. Not a bad, not a bad idea. I'd love to freak out my neighbors as I'm new to just be like, oh, my gosh, what are they doing over there? Well, yeah, just run, run it at like 3 o'clock in the morning, just and have it go around. And, <laughs> I don't know what happened. What Sorry. I can't, what I can't wait is till when those mowers have enough data that they've mapped the backyard, and then they notify you and say, what kind of patterns would you like? Mm -hmm. And then they'll they'll run patterns for you so that because today it's all random, right? And and you know that's okay, but man, nothing looks as good. I just did this this weekend. I mowed the back, and we've got we've gotten quite a bit of rain, so the grass was nice and green, and it left the nice lines. And you're just Mike, 
that looks so good, doesn't it? That's yeah, that's what I go for. And you know, I've even almost paid the extra money for the rollers that attach to the back of your push mower, so you can get the nice like lines that go back and forth like a baseball field. But you know, we're not that far off, Jim. I've always joked about doing like a hunting or farming tech right. uh, episode, and you know, you got to think of all these combines that really they literally do GPS their entire fields, and the farmer sits there. They do nothing else. The sprayers turn on and off. It turns exactly when they need to turn. They are there to make sure nothing catastrophic happens. Uh, but And that's in combines and stuff like that. So we're not that far off from that being brought to the uh, consumer side of things for the mowing. But it'll be pretty awesome when it does. I think in 10 years, those will be... Well, I'm thinking from a price perspective. Yeah, oh, yeah maybe, price, maybe yeah. even five. Maybe five yeah. years from now, if, if the consumers will jump on them and get to bring the prices down. Uh, right. I think we may see those in under 1,000. And so... I'll thank Erin for uh, for coming on. She came actually. She met with me two weeks before that, and we recorded that episode on a Monday when I was home. I think it was. I took a day off. I think is what I did, and uh, and then pre-recorded it for you. Speaking of that, over the next three weeks we'll be off, and uh, and I have a bunch of stuff I did today at the Heartland Developer Conference. Some really good stuff, and so we will each one of those episodes or each one of those sections I did today is about twenty minutes. So we'll do two. I'll do them back-to-back. I'll include them on Thursday nights. So if you want to come out on Thursday nights live and watch together at the time that you normally do, that's fine. It'll just be pre-recorded, and then we'll dr- I'll drop those into the uh, the regular stream as we go forward. So, Mike, I cut you off. You were going to say one more thing. Well, no. Yeah. So we were talking about things that we learned, uh, things that I learned when I was gone for those two weeks. And so at this training, I was the only one from the Omaha office, but there was like 60 from Chicago, 100 from New York, 50 from LA, all these big cities. What I thought was interesting is I kind of thought I was the only one that didn't have a house yet. And that's not even a consideration for these people who live in these big cities. And we started talking about home tech and all these home gadgets and, you know, ring and all this stuff. Those aren't even options for a lot of these people who are living in these big cities, renting apartments, um, you know, in these areas. And it was kind of a whole different kind of culture shift for me. As a joke, I joked in the New York office that, hey, it's kind of nice. The Omaha office is a fence post that we can tie our horses up to if we want to ride to work and, and we want to save some gas and ride our horses to work. And they thought that was amazing. And I had to tell them that that was a total joke. <laughs> but they, when they heard I was from Nebraska, they com- completely believed me. Uh, yeah. But no, when we talk about these home gadget things, it's kind of interesting uh, what the options are for wherever you're from. If you're from a big city and you're renting one of these apartments, those things are an option for you, which I thought were interesting. So we talk about mowers, we talk about any of these sort of things. And I would kind of be interested to see if our audience, how many of them, you know, were able to actually do these things and how many of them are like in that style of apartment, inner city sort of things where they can't use them. Chad, you're, you're renting. Uh, how, how, you know, you're probably not wanting, you know, you're not in a situation too where you're trying to leak money by buying home automation gear, right? Because it's expensive. Right. And yep. well, let's just say for a second, you were in the, you, you know, you, you weren't in that financial situation where you're trying to do a startup. Uh, would you invest in some home automation in an apartment that you might have to rip out and take with you, or it, do those things like lights and furnace and and you know those uh, security systems, IP cameras, are those things interesting to you at all? Do you do you think about, man, I'd really like to automate this. 
So kind of yes and kind of no. So um, I like the idea of it all doing the stuff for me, right? It's all automated, and when I'm driving into my driveway, the the you know near field communication tells it that I'm here, and the lights start coming on, and the computer like switches over to the websites that I want to see, and the television you know starts up my my Netflix account to where I just left off, and all that kind of stuff. Sounds pretty cool, but I don't want to configure all this stuff. Like, I, I just don't want to jack with it. I'm just too lazy to mess with it. And so I don't think it's really a matter of um, renting a place or buying a place for me. I think it's really of, okay, what's the thing that I need that, I, like, there's a compelling reason for me to do this thing, right? So right now, this is actually kind of thinking about I need to put something outside of this door right over here that is like a little red light that says on the air, right? So just a reminder, hey, I know family always knows that when the door is shut, like I'm doing something live, but just in case that people forget, like there's a big blinking thing that says we're live, we're recording, please uh, please don't knock or please don't come in or something like that. So, you know, that's one. Other than that, um, I think it would really have to be a compelling reason for me to want to not just invest the money, but invest the time into jacking around with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of work to get it all figured out. Although you could build your own little on-air box that had a, a bulb in it that was Wi-Fi enabled, right? Hue enabled. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, have a, say, whenever I go live or at this time, turn on the light. I mean, there's lots of, or from your phone, right? Just turn it on. Right. Say, hey, it's it's yeah. on. So all that stuff is pretty pretty easy, I, I would think, from from that standpoint. But I'm with you a little bit. I've gotten some devices that, I just haven't got around to. I bought them, tried them out, installed them, uninstalled them, and thought, well, I'll get, I'll use this here in another time, and just never got it, <laughs> never get it plugged back in, you know, for whatever reason. So, um, although I've got some devices, I think that I use faithfully all the time. I can't live without. I mean, I, we we talk about this all the time. I I got a Mophie case for my phone that I don't ever put the phone in except when I'm traveling, but this is the best battery gadget you know, carrying the battery with you at all times as opposed to having a battery backup. Mm -hmm. Love the Mophie case. And and so it's things like this that I I kind of I, I kind of latch on to my my uh, surface or my, my band too, my Microsoft band too. Great. It has just been a great I use the heck it's so beat up now. I was I was gonna sell it at one point. I thought, ah, do I really need this, you know, two hundred dollar watch? Well I got using it and I'm like, man, I really like this thing and it is beat. You know, I just wear it all. I'm just hoping it'll make a couple years, you know, at this point because <laughs> I beat it up so bad. So, um, hey, well, let's dive in real quick. Let's let's get topical as we think about the iPhone announcement. Uh, since today is the 8th of September, yesterday Apple made, Mike, I'm going to put in air quotes, a big announcement because it wasn't that impressive. Come on. Really? See, I, I, I thought they were kind of back. I thought this one kind of brought Apple back to being a little okay. bit more impressive because I've been so disappointed in the past. So tell me why you think they're back. What what do you what what did you find impressive? Well, okay, they're they're matching <laughs> the trend has been they're catching up. Let's, we'll say catching up. Yeah, I know I'll get blasted. But uh they're catching up in terms of being waterproof, right? So we saw waterproof or water resistant to be more technical with what their terms are uh, with all their devices, right? We see that as a trend with all the Samsung devices, the commercials, you can drop their devices in water. Now Apple is there with both their phone and their Apple Watch. So the Series 2 of their Apple Watches, all water resistant, which Kind of interesting, I had an instant, I was actually uh, doing some frolfing over the weekend with my watch, my disc went in the lake, and I went to go stick my hand in, not even, and I got about 
probably an inch away from dunking my Apple watch before I realized it. And there's just things like that where I realized that having a watch that would be waterproof makes total sense. And almost all of them are, there's no reason the Apple watch should be. So in that sense, they were playing the catch up game where now all their devices are waterproof, but then they add in the iPhone seven where obviously whenever they add a new number to the line, you know, the iPhone six, the iPhone seven, whenever it's not an S model, you're always going to get a new design. That's kind of nice and sleek. And this is the first one that I've been like, okay, finally that looks like something that I would actually really want to buy. That's different. That's new. They've kind of been a little conservative, I think on their design of things. And so now on the design of the iPhone seven, I like it a lot better, a little bit sleek looking. You can't tell the difference between the glass and the back. Again, like I said, following suit with the Samsung devices, but still on their own accord. So it looks a lot nicer. And then you've got all the camera upgrades, which I've always been interested with their camera. And so if you go with the plus model, you get the dual cameras. You got a telephoto lens and then a regular lens on there with the telephoto lens is huge. You've got a 1.8 aperture lens on the other lens that they have. So better low light sensitivity and all that sort of stuff. A lot of little improvements that I think people maybe might not think as of They're not groundbreaking, but they will be nice improvements when they get the phone in their hands and they actually start using it. And then they actually started, when they showed the two cameras, I said, okay, they're either going with 3D or depth of field. Let's see which one they go with. And they went with a depth of field, which I think is a great move on Apple's part. They could have easily done the gimmicky, hey, our phone, we have two lenses, we can now do 3D, but they know that 3D is kind of out the window already. People aren't as impressed with it. Other phone manufacturers have tried it. So what instead they did is, hey, you know how when you take a nice photo with a DSLR camera, you get that blurry background with the person right in focus when doing a portrait. Now you can do that. Now that we have two lenses, you get that really nice depth of field where the background is blurry, the person is in focus. So again, a lot of these little tiny features that I think people are going to start using a ton and really like. And then of course, like I said, coming back to the waterproofing, little features like that. Um, So overall design-wise... I thought it was a great looking phone. Fantastic. One of the best looking phones I've seen in a long time. Uh, and you know, and you guys have kind of seen my progression. I was an Apple fanboy. I've been critical of them of late, but now I have to say that I am now itching to get the new phone when it comes out. But obviously the big elephant is the room in the room is no earphone jack. Kind of we mentioned that earlier where they eliminated the headphone jack, people are freaking out. And I I was too. I was really critical of them because this has been known for a while that they were doing this on the next model of iPhone. And everyone said, okay, it's just another way for them to get a $50 dongle out of us, which they are including the dongle, which is nice of them. Um, But I think, you know, I've heard that that dongle is going to be as cheap as $9 in some. Oh, okay. So replace it. That's good. See, I I haven't, I didn't look at the prices on that. That's what what I heard. I could be wrong. I I didn't validate that, but I, I think they're trying to make that fairly inexpensive to start with which is good, which is what they need to do. Uh, if, if you're going to make a move like this, you need an option to include the older older products, which is all headphones nowadays. Um, you know, I have a very nice set of Bose headphones that I would have been quite angry if I wouldn't have been able to use them with this new thing. But it, it makes sense, right? Moving that DAC, that DAC takes up a lot of space. And if you are limited to the DAC that your phone gives you, DAC being digital to audio converter, um, you you're limited to whatever that phone can provide. And so now you're really putting the power in the headphone manufacturers. You know, Bose before was limited to that DAC. Well, now they can do their own things, right? And Apple took advantage of this. They used it as a great, like Apple always does, advertising opportunity promotion uh, with their new chip that's in their new headphones. Uh, It really takes advantage of the new wireless technologies, 
does a lot with having a DAC on board on the headphones instead of being limited to the DAC on the phone. So creating space in the phone for more battery life, whatever they did with that space in the phone, they didn't tell us exactly what they replaced that space with, but having more space in the phone for some other things is a great thing. And then also now I'm really excited to see, I think these first gen of products, we're going to see kind of some you know, okay products. But I think when these headphone manufacturers start thinking, hey, we really have the control now. We're getting an unbuffered digital signal from the phone. We can do whatever we want with that to drive the speakers in our phones. I think the audio files out there should be extremely excited about this because it really opens up the door to them and you're getting the converter if you really need it. But on the on the other hand, a lot of people just convenience while who do not want to use that converter, I wouldn't want to either. I don't want to have to carry around a dongle in my pocket. Um, are going to be They're going to be forced to get either a new set of headphones, uh, which the, the new phone does come with, but not a lot of us use those Apple standard headphones. Um, so getting a new pair or going wireless, which I have to say, I have gone wireless lately with the um, Beats. These are the Power Beats. And they're coming out with a new version of these that have that new chip in them for the Apple products. Uh, but I have been, I'm, I'm on track with the wireless. Um, I've been wondering who was going to take on the Bluetooth uh, compression problem. And I think Apple's starting that with their chip. The problem obviously with Bluetooth is the compression that Bluetooth naturally integrates into the sound, right? You've got to compress it to get it across to the device. And so now that the, uh, the chips are handling that a little bit better, I'm excited to see, I want to put those headphones on my ears. I want to put the beats on and see how they're handling the Bluetooth. I've been impressed more and more with the Bluetooth headsets as they've come out. They've definitely gotten better. But I think as companies start to really focus on it, kind of like Apple did today, and it's yet to be seen whether that chip is as great as they claim it to be, uh, but but we'll see here coming out. So those were kind of some of the big announcements coming around. The watch, so besides the uh, waterproof aspect of the watch, they added a dual core processor, made it a lot faster, um, it's also double the brightness as it was, which is actually, I didn't think I had the problem until I've been using this outside a lot more. It's not a problem per se with the Series 1 Apple Watch, but it is a little bit dim. And then obviously now they included built-in GPS, which was a feature everyone knocked Apple for not including in the original. I agree. I think they were doing it to get the money from the second gen because right now, waterproofing and built-in GPS are the two reasons I would fork out money for a new watch because it looks the exact same as this one. So those were kind of some of the big updates coming out of Apple. But like I said, overall, I was extremely impressed. Yeah. No, sounds interesting. Chad, did you, are you follow, I, I assume you're an iPhone, are you an iPhone user? Yeah, I'm an iPhone user. So um, I, I follow it topically just from a standpoint of, um, I've, I've got a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one of our devices is uh, is up for renewal this year, right? So it's time to make the upgrade. My wife has uh, either a 5 or a 5S. So we're going to take the opportunity to go ahead and get the 7, and then because she's lovely and she's beautiful and she's very, very kind, I will take the new device. That's usually what happens is I get the new device and she takes my device. And so I've got the 6, not the 6S, but I've got the 6. I'll get the 7. She'll get the 6. We'll all be happy. We'll all get new devices. And it's usually just like once a year we have a device that's up for renewal, so we'll do that. I also wear the Apple Watch, um, and the reason I got this watch is because I started training for a marathon around this time last year, and I ran, I ran my first marathon in January of this year, January 2016. The first race that I ran was a half marathon in November of last year, and... I did not have an Apple Watch. I had my phone, my, my Apple phone. I have my earbuds, right? And so I'm running my half marathon. And I was very proud for getting to the end. 
but I, I was very um, concerned about like I gotta I gotta stop my timer right. I want to know exactly what time and and I use the RunKeeper app to you know pace myself and know my strides and my mm-hmm. distance and all that kind of stuff. And so as I'm rounding the corner and coming to the finish line, I'm jacking with my phone and my hands are so sweaty that I can't unlock the phone right. It would not register my sweaty fingers. And so I'm trying to unlock, trying to unlock, trying to unlock. And at the same time, I'm super excited because the band's playing and everybody's clapping and cheering. And so my pace is picking up and I'm running really fast. And before I know it, I'm like, well, screw it. I'm, I'm right at the finish line. I can't deal with this. And I finished the finish line. And then I was looking and looking and looking. Where's my family? Where's my family? I can't find them. And then they come up. And, and I'm, you know, gosh, it's my first race, so I'm, I'm struggling to just breathe, right? And I'm trying to think, do I need to go to the hospital or not? <laughs> and afterwards, I found out that I have, a, I have a six-year-old daughter. And afterwards, I found out that my wife and my daughter were standing there on the corner, and they were cheering and waving and trying to get my attention. And it yeah. <sighs> breaks my heart. My daughter said, Mommy, why didn't Daddy even look at us. All he was doing was playing with his phone again. And I was like, oh, I'm such a horrible dad. I'm a bad person. And so I, I literally, I bought the watch the next day. Uh, well, the next day that I could walk and go to the store, I bought the <laughs> Apple watch uh, so that I could just like tap, you know, tap the pause or tap the start and, and have it do all the tracking. And I wouldn't have the problem with trying to swipe and, and do all the things on my phone anymore so that I could look up and see my daughter the next time I ran a race. That's, so. That tap still has trouble even when <laughs> if, if it's really moist. It still yeah, has you, trouble. Yeah, that's the problem. But you know you what? Know, this is why, you know, I bought a Garmin 220 and now I think they're at the 230 level. But And it's got a physical button. And for me in running, there's no better watch than a running watch. Right, yeah. it does. It just yeah. does that really, really well. However, I mean, I, so my watch, you know, I've got the, I've got the band, and this is what mm-hmm. I use. I love it for that kind of stuff. So, I'm with you. I gave up running with the phone long ago, just for that reason. I was, <laughs> I was tweeting while I was running. And, I mean, I was taking pictures while I was running. I was yeah. taking pictures and tweeting, and people are like, "Dude, what are you doing? You're, you're running in a race, you know." And I thought it was novel and cool, and it was just a lot of jackassery. So, uh, <laughs> good for you for recognizing that. And and in a good family, I mean, it you, you do have those moments when if you're so tied up in your phone, it, that you, you things things fly by. Life passes by, right? No, it's it's one of those things that uh, I think a good um, good lesson learned. All you know, so you talked about your plan. Uh, my my iPhone is up for renewal here in December. I did the so Kyle Kyle Wilcox, one of our listeners and and been a guest here, got me onto this with Best Buy and it was a lease. And so what it worked out is like a twenty, I want to say a, t- a twenty dollar payment each month, and then they pay back nineteen of it. So. Hmm. Sprint does, and so I got it for a buck a month, which is really cool. So when I get to the end of the lease, I'll have put a whole 48, no, 24 bucks into this thing when I'm done. So the buyout is 200 bucks. So 200 flat, buy it, it's mine. Well, after this announcement, it's kind of like, because I've always said, I'm just going to buy it. Like, the best phone I've got is this phone right here. It works, Mm -hmm. it's cheap. It's not $700. Uh, Mike, what's what's retail? Do you know what, what on the bottom... Versions the of bottom these? end, I'm not sure. Presale goes on sale Friday. Six forty nine is what I want to say. And they they moved the bottom to thirty two gig, right? That's the bottom now. Thirty two. Right. Or I'm looking right now. Just get back into it. I think it's thirty two. So 
let's gonna say it's gonna be six or seven hundred bucks, right? That's kind of what these things retail for. Is that do I have? Do, am, I, am I close? I think I've never paid full price for one, so I don't know. The Apple Store no. is locked down because presales go on sale here in about three hours. Well, what did the six <laughs> cost? What, the, what did the six ask cost? It was like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Brian says thirty-two gig will be six forty-nine. 749 for the 128. No, 649. I was around the button already. Yeah. Got to trust so, myself. Like it's now I could I could buy this and I'll probably I'd probably get the 250 trade in so I could probably pay 200, turn it in, get 250 out of the deal. But I'm still dropping, you know, 400 bones, four and a half bones right. to to, you know, to upgrade. Plus it's my daughter and Well, you know, and and that's the hard part too with the pricing now because Apple now offers the iPhone every year plan, right? You right. pay $32 a month and you get the new phone every year, which when you first think about it, it sounds like a ripoff, why would I pay every, I, mean, I don't need a new phone every year. But when you think about it, the way Verizon works nowadays, at least for me, is I'm paying $32 a month for my 6S for two years. So I'm skipping a generation. I'm still doing it. And every two years, you probably do need a new phone nowadays. Every two years, you should probably be upgrading. Or if you're a tech guy, you probably do anyway. So for me, I'm like, well, if I'm going to pay it every month anyway and get a new phone at the end of two years and restart a whole new $32 a month cycle, I could do the Apple plan and just be getting the new phone every year for the same price. So a lot of people are kind of like wondering why that would be a good option. Well, if you do upgrade every two years, you're probably paying that installment uh, if you're not on Sprint, Sprint does some amazing deals. Yeah. Uh, but on Verizon or any of their like AT&T or anything like that, I'm paying that anyway. So I've thought about going to that pricing as well. But apparently uh, Best Buy has a great deal. I should go check out them. I'm going to have to make a decision. I, I'm coming up. Uh, you know, Chad, you guys are in this spot too. It sounds like you've made the call on what you're going to do. Will you Will you pay outright for it or will you put it on a payment plan? We'll pay outright. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I'm really trying to get into that situation where every single time we just pay cash. I don't want to get into this pay, you know, these payments and tracking them and then your bill and you know it disappears and that kind of stuff. I'm I'm not uh, those I'm little not, bitty transactions can add up and they can get lost, right? They can get yeah. lost into yeah. what is, what is my monthly expenses for living. Whereas if you just go in with okay, this sucks to hand over this much money, but once I hand it over, then it's done and I don't have to think about it anymore and I don't have to budget for it in the future and forget that oh gosh, there was that thirty-two dollar thing that I forgot to put on and now you know it's all these thirty-two dollar things have added up and uh, caused some sort of you know problem in my. It's amazing how affordable your cell phone bill really is when you take out the installments. Because I was like, man, Verizon is awful. We are paying like $170 a month for two people. I'm like, well, 60 of that is installment payments for our phones. Right. So you take that out. If you had bought it outright, you know, we're at 110 which for two people, and we have a large data amount. So it's really not too bad. But yeah, you're right. Those little ones do add up over time. You yeah. got Netflix. Think of all the things you pay for on a month-to-month -month mm -hmm. basis because everything has gone that way. Uh, my wife and I just did an audit of our budget the other day, and I was just like, man, there are things on here that we don't need anymore. Like Mediafire, I was still paying for to host my podcast. Oh, I can yeah. probably cut that off. You know, I can probably mm -hmm. cut off Hulu because now you know, with our new cable thing, we don't really watch it anymore. Let's cut off the $9 a month for Hulu. And you start going down the list, and you've got a ton of these that just add up. Yeah. No, right on. I think what I'm gonna do is I think I'm gonna pay the 200 uh, per. We've I've been saving for that so that we get it done. It's it's really an own amount, right? And then I think I'm gonna wait a generation because Mike, what did you just say? You know, new hardware, new 
Yeah, right. We're in we're in a new form factor, so right. Speak, exactly. Right? So mm-hmm. next year's uh, will be a little bit better, but no new form factor. Yeah, so yeah. you'll still get the form. But if you like it, issues, and we've known Apple yeah. products to have a few issues out the gate. And, every and time that's one change. of the big things coming with Apple too is iOS 10 and the new Watch OS. So if you are even a current gen owner, I think you guys will be really happy with the upgrades they've made. Some very common sense to us tech guys upgrades that they've made to their software that will really help out the people too. So that's another thing that'll come out. Even if you don't have new hardware, that will be beneficial. But I totally agree with you, Jim. The uh, what I really miss and what I didn't think I would miss was the getting the discount, right? The two pay two hundred dollars and get the phone, uh, the subsidized plans. Yeah, sure, I'll lock in for two more years. I'm gonna be here for the next probably fifty years, so lock me in for two more. I'll pay two hundred or three hundred dollars for that phone. That's what I miss, and yeah. I didn't think I would. Yeah. Well, even if they don't go every other year, there's some discussion out there about maybe that getting stretched out for Apple and some other things. Owning my phone. No, they need money. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Owning my phone and being being in control. We talked earlier about money equals options. When you uh, when you have the money, you have more options, right? Totally true. And and when I own when I own it outright, I've got some options. I can wait for the right deal to come along to get me. And those prices just keep dropping. So I could always if if things don't go the way I want. Chances are I'll get the, you know, the most expensive day to buy the phone is the first day. Yeah, right. right. It's like you talked about walking into a car dealership with cash to pay for that car. They're going to deal with you far differently than when you're walking in there going on their financing. Yeah, It's it's so true. Cash pay. I, I do love the waterproof thing. Let's just put it that way. It's not really waterproof, yeah. but it's water resistant. They're doing some things to, to do that. 50 and meters. So one, the, the, yeah, the biggest, right. I, if in most cases, right, it's going to, it's going to solve 90% of yeah. the water damage. I'd say 99. I mean, unless you're dropping this thing in an ocean, I don't, yeah. I don't know where 50 meters isn't going to get you. Yeah. Because well, for the watch, that's the big thing is they left swimmers out. Swimmers have been out of using the tracking. And I know a lot of swimmers that really would love to use the Apple Watch, but until now they said, hey, I can't swim with it. And I, we, you guys were talking about the running. The one thing I did forget to mention is that Apple has now paired with Nike Plus so that now there is a Nike Plus version of the Apple Watch uh, that has custom watch faces, the Nike Plus app built into it. Uh, so if you're a runner and you use Nike Plus, this could be a big thing. I'm excited for the band because really just the band looks really cool. So I just want the band. I don't want the actual watch. You know, uh, they've done some cool ago, things with Nike. A year ago, Nike announced they were getting out of the watch business, and now we know why. Right? He, yes, now, now, now we know exactly why. Pretty, pretty evident why. I uh, Let's talk about the Bluetooth thing because I think this is worth talking about. When we think about losing the jack, and I have just heard a lot of people just pissed, like angry, like – how dare you take my earbuds away? And now you you mentioned, Mike, it's going to come with a dongle for now that will replace it. What I like about this, right, is I think we have long... I, listen, headphone wires are the last thing that we have that are wired for the most part, right? It's, there's and they're not, one of the last analog things, which, which I understand they need to be analog to get into our ears. I get that. But... Yeah. They're the last analog connection now, we have on our computer. For now, you never know when you're going to get that ear implant. That's yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> right. But you know what I mean. Like, they're the last analog connection on our thing. They take up a lot of space. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily... Yeah. And I think it takes... It's always taken a company to kind of eliminate something. Apple was one of the, one of the first companies to eliminate the uh, CD drive, the optical drive, in the computer. And everyone freaked out about it. My mom freaked out. Everyone freaked out. I use CDs all the time. No one misses it anymore. We get if we really need it, we'll get the fifteen dollar Amazon Basics uh, optical drive. But really beyond that, you don't need it. And but it is one of those things that we all kind of freak out at first, and then we realize okay, yeah. things have moved on. We don't need it. 
Well, I think it's the. Sorry, Jeff, the, the messaging that they put in there, courage, right? It takes courage. I think it fell, that message fell really flat with the audience. But what they're trying to say is like, hey, guys, trust us. Yeah. Like, awesome stuff will be coming soon, but we can't tell you about it now because we don't want to start the hype engine. But whatever we replace it with, that space in the phone and the capability, it will be better than this, and you will never miss this. You will not think about it three years from now. It just trust us, things will be okay. But the messaging fell kind of flat the way they yeah. delivered it. But well, but they did it, it right in the sense of they paired it with their chip that they're putting in these headphones. Because like, hey, we understand if we're going to eliminate the headphone jack, head, wireless headphones need to be better. They're not good right now. The quality is not there. So even even if their chip is not as good as they're claiming it to be, it's starting us to think about, and it's starting headphone. It's making us a little bit more okay with it. Saying, okay, wireless headphones have been crap for years. Now at least headphone companies are realizing that, and they're going to focus on the chip behind it, not just the power, the drive of the headphone. They're going to focus on the other stuff. I think that was important that they paired it. People knocked the headphones, and yeah, I agree. For $159, you can get much better headphones than the AirPods or whatever they're called. Uh, you get two hours of talk time. That is the worst battery life I've ever seen on a Bluetooth headset uh, without plugging them back into the case. So I agree. Not great product, but it wasn't about the product for them. I guarantee the announcement for those headphones was about the chip and making people okay with wireless. Yeah. I think it. Uh, hopefully it will force us into, and Mike, this is what I hear you saying, it'll force us into a world where Bluetooth has to get better. Like, there's been no reason. I mean, we've got these cheesy little speakers, and we've got, you know, some stuff that we've bought, and it's really expensive to get Bluetooth anything. One, it'll force Bluetooth to get better. Two, it'll force uh, earbud prices with Bluetooth to drop because you know they're you know the, you know the Chinese are going to drop in like crazy now yeah. with these you know twenty five dollar ones. Now they're going to suck really bad, but it will push the prices down, right? It's going to put some competitive yes. You know, and that, Bose, that's what we need to do. Bose will still be three hundred bucks. I mean, it's just that's just the way it's going to be, right? right. But mm -hmm. I think it'll push that market down, and so I think it forces innovation, just like in some of the other decisions they've made, it forces everyone around them to innovate, which eventually drops the price down. If you're an early adopter, you're screwed. No matter how much you want to, to just to, to, you know, be mad, well, you're an early adopter. You're always going to pay more than, than other folks do. But I like the direction of kind of forcing it down. We, we need the same thing. It'll be interesting to see how, how Google follows suit or if they do, right? Google has become the Microsoft of the phones. And they've been slow to move on things, and they're, they they support legacy everything, and they have batteries exploding, and some of those kinds of things, right, going on in the Android space. It will be interesting to see how long it takes, or if this forces Google's hands to to go Bluetooth completely for for it, you know. And, and so, you know, the thing about the excuse about well, it's one more port to have to secure and waterproof is bull. They got the rest of them. No. Yeah. They got the rest of them waterproof. They could do that one as well. I just I like the direction they're heading with this of getting less and then because I I want to get rid of the I want to get rid of this to be honest with you and I want yeah. better. I would never for podcasting. I would never trust a Bluetooth headset for podcasting. They've never worked very well. Right. They're mm -hmm. sketchy at best. We either need a battery life too. Right. Oh, yeah. that's, that's another thing. Terrible. I go through these. Uh, not these. I'm I'm holding these up. But my uh, Beats. I use these for conference calls all day. And they're dead by the end of the day because eight hours of calls on these and they're done. So 
it's going to increase the battery life. People are going to focus on it. And you nailed it with the price point. And I saw, you know, some people in the chat room were talking about price of Bluetooth headsets. They're going to drop. They have to drop. You're going to have so much people competing for this market and they've already been dropping. I mean, some people were talking about Beats being, I think I got these, these are like 150, which is still very expensive, but they're Beats brand. They're wireless. They're fantastic running headphones, completely waterproof, have had no problems with them, but they're going to be other cheaper options out there. They're going to be decent sounding Bluetooth. And that's the problem. It's because everyone has the stigma that a $30 Bluetooth set of headphones is complete crap and doesn't sound good. And they're totally right up till now. But I think you're totally right where they'll drive down the price. We're going to get some decent sounding Bluetooth headphones for a reasonable price. Hey, Mike, what kind of battery life do you get out of those Beats headphones? Uh, If I'm not using them for a phone call. So like when I'm on conference call, uh, music, I'll get probably 15, 16 hours on them. Okay. And then it'll drop in half when I'm using them for a phone call. So I, I was on probably eight to nine hours of calls today and they died right at the end of the day. So eight to nine hours. And I don't know what generation these are. It's, it's probably a good idea. I got them for Christmas this last year, but I don't think, I don't think they're the current gen. So yeah, I'm sure the battery life has gotten a lot better on them, but yeah, they're still way better than those Apple pod, the AirPods they just announced. If you don't plug them into the case to charge them, uh, you only get two hours of talk time and 12 hours of listening. What I don't understand about those is it's it's basically it's this, right? It's this right, right. It's this yep. thing yeah. but without the cord. Yep. So yep. how the heck oh, am the I going ones. the Apple ones? How the heck am I going to keep them together and not lose one? Because I see it being the same thing as my socks. There's always one that's disappeared yeah. somewhere and, <laughs> and I'll I have I'll have one Apple pod like in in one ear and I'll look like the old school Bluetooth, you know, uh walkie-talkie headsets where I'm walking around with one Bluetooth thing in my ear and and not have the other because I can never find it. And I think that's why they made to make they tried to make the case very valuable where when you plug them back into the case, the case is a charger without being plugged in. So the case is a battery that they can plug. So I think they're trying to make the case valuable. Hey, always put them back in the case. You'll be charging. And man, with that terrible talk time, you're going to have to be plugging them in all the time. Anyway, <laughs> so you're going to have to keep track of that case. And that's the only way you can charge them too. So you have your Technically, you'll have your charger with you at all times because that's the only way is to plug them back into that case. But you're totally right. And have you ever tried to run? Like, those things are already hard enough to run with. I can't yeah. keep those things in my ear when I'm moving at all. So without a cord to grab them when they fall out, I, I will run them over with the mower before uh, the day is done. So. Yeah, I, I can't run with these. As soon as I start you sweating, can. they pop out. Yes, exactly. So I, I, have a, I have a pair of bows, you know, this kind of like the first ones that really fit really nice in my ear and it has just a little bit of over the ear where it doesn't rub right. and uh, I, I really like those but again they're not wireless they plug in and so it's yeah. just okay I'm a slow runner like it takes me hours to, I mean it took me what six and a half hours to do a marathon because it was by the end it was more walking than it was running but uh, yeah I, I, I have to plug it's a long way to go my friend it's a long I've, way to well, go and, few of those. and you know the complaint about people is the money but the interesting thing about that is I think a lot of people still use the corded versions of the ear pods that like they're just that you're wearing right now that came with your iPhone and they plug in. Okay. Well, they're including yep. a lightning version of those. So you're still getting your affordable pair that come with it. Anything else besides though, that even come close in audio quality costs some coin nowadays. So it's not going to be a big change in price right now. Any anyways, like you're either going to use the ones included or just like anyone else, you're going to buy a, maybe a little bit nicer set. Now you're not going to be able to maybe go to the gas station and get a replacement pair when on a road trip. That might be out of the question, 
But I, I don't know. The, the price complaints are interesting to me because I think they're a little off base when it comes to how is this going to change how you listen to music now? Either you use the free ones that came with it or you pay a little bit more money and you get a nicer pair that works for you. I don't know. So other Jim says, and I, I think a very valid, I, th I thought I addressed this, but maybe not. All the guys monitoring their own audio in this podcast uh, are, are wearing wired devices raving about wireless. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm, not, no, I'm not raving about wireless. I haven't bought into it yet. No, I'm still, I, they, I still plug in all the time. Everything out there sucks really yeah. bad. If, if I, I, I think I said, if there was a good pair of Bluetooth headphones, you know, earbuds that worked the way I want them to work without the problems they have, it's the... Uh, I would, I'd have them. They don't work. And this is, the, the the point is, is is I think Apple will force manufacturers to get better at this. And we need it better. Like, today, it sucks because people, well, one, they don't want to spend the money to get that done. And two, right, because it's expensive, right? Yeah. Two, the, this, the, this will force the market. We've seen this in a bunch of other cases where it's forced the market to come out with better products at a cheaper price. Will it happen right away? Not a chance. We're going to have to go through a whole bunch of iterations uh, to get this thing working. I am super excited about some of the in-ear technology that's coming where you barely, you can't even see the earbuds that are in your ears when you have them in. You just, you right, you put them in and they are, in, I mean, now they need work. But but uh, this will force the market to get better ones. So I think yeah. And are they are they more expensive? Lopta had made a point earlier that uh, you know anything he buys is going to be ten would be ten times more expensive than the earbuds he's using right now. And can you get a cheap pair of wired earbuds that are pretty good right now? Yeah, I can spend I can spend ten or fifteen or twenty bucks and get a really good pair of wired. Yeah. Point being, well, absolutely. I don't want a wire. I want to get, a, especially when I'm out and about. I want to get away from the wire. When I'm traveling, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in the plane and I've gone to go do something and I, you know, and I wear the earbuds so they hold into my ears. So smack, ah, God, you know, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> if I just, you know, for me, I should be able to just. This is all I really want to do. Bump, bump. And uh, I had a guy today say something interesting too, and we were talking about this. He said he thinks there'll be a generation that comes that wears them full time. So it's it's a, you know how you carry your phone around all yeah. the time. I remember when we thought how weird it was uh, in the early days that you'd carry your phone with you all the time. Kind of yeah. how weird that was. I there there will probably be a generation that wears earbuds. They'll they'll be almost invisible and hidden in there, but they'll let ambient sound through so that you hear people talking to. In fact. They could amplify the sound in some regards to make it clearer, make it better, and then everything will go through that. You won't even you won't even know it'll it'll play off the you know the jawbone in here for 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 picking up a microphone. And I think we may see a day, it may be a while, maybe ten or fifteen or twenty years from now. You just wear them, like yeah. you don't even see them. Yeah. I'm excited about the uh, the biomed uh, applications of some of this technology. As everything's shrinking, right? Not just the not just the digital sound, right? But the the um, cameras, right? The cameras are getting super small. And I got a buddy of mine who's working uh, with some with some prototype material, prototype R and D stuff that he's working on, but trying to get an otoscope, a digital otoscope, which right now the costs are astronomical to get a decent otoscope that is good enough quality where a doctor can make a diagnosis, right? But get one small enough that's got the resolution and it's got the built-in light, right? The built-in uh, flashlight and so forth so that it could take a picture of the middle ear. 
but it's small enough that you can you can use it at home and easy enough that you can use it with your kids at home without like risking damage to their ears and stuff like that. And I'm just super excited to see this technology, the stuff that we're talking about in the consumer space, but really be applied to the biomed industry and you know what kind of amazing things that we'll be able to do there. Yeah. No, right on. It you know you think about the eye face someday. You know your eyes are the camera, your ears are the speakers. Uh, you know you've got you got something embedded uh, maybe here or just you know along here to pick up the sound and the audio. I it, we think it's crazy today, and yet you know it wasn't long ago we thought self-driving cars were pretty crazy. And I've heard from in the in the last three days I've heard from dozens of people in the industry who go, Jim fully automated self-driving vehicles and semis coming to America next five years and maybe three. So they're testing um, in Vegas in those areas, they're testing these automated self-driving semis uh, pretty regularly. And wow. uh, and so we could we could you know those are coming to a to a theater near you here pretty quick. So pretty amazing uh, you, you know we drive all that. How do we get from no headphone jack? To self-driving uh, <laughs> semis, uh, just some amazing. And, and so this is an area where I like Apple pushing. I, I used to be resistant to this, but I love them pushing the market to be better, and they take it on the chin for it for sure, right? I mean, they are they you know, people are nah, 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 you know, but they do it and they do it willingly. One is they have a lot of money and they don't care. <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, we're gonna do this tough. You're going to go along with it. They're going to be the bully in the tech industry and make some things uh, change. Well, and, ahead, and two things I mentioned in the chat. One, I totally agree with Brian. They need a splitter because my only problem, the only time I see this being an issue is when I'm in the car on a long road trip. I have my car oxed in. And yes, I and I think it's a problem for a lot of people who don't have a Bluetooth connection to their car, which I don't. Uh, I still have a relatively new car. Okay, maybe I not. Bluetooth adapter, man. They're 10 bucks. Okay, that's one more thing. I'm just saying I have to charge and, for my GPS yeah, yeah, and yeah. plug in at the same yeah, time. Yeah. So that's an issue. I agree. It should have been a splitter. They should include two. One should have been a splitter. Uh, the other thing, you can keep the dongle on your nice pair of headphones. Like it doesn't need to be something you keep in your pocket. Like put the dongle on your headphones and keep them there if that's what you're using. Um, and then the other thing is that Apple addressed the interesting part is uh, whoever made the comment was it about basically about all of us using wired headphones. Right, yeah. Other I'm at, the, I'm at the point, I would be willing to use these beats on the podcast um, if it weren't for the split second delay, which we've talked about, the Bluetooth compression, which is an issue with their, which they're working on. Uh, but number two is switching the pairing between, okay, these are paired to my phones. So when I turn these on, they're gonna pair to my phone, unpair, pair to my computer. And Apple now has worked that out, at least within the Apple ecosystem of with the earbuds, it pairs with all devices and you can easily seamlessly say, hey, now I just want to use them with my computer. Okay, now I want to use them with my phone. It kind of does that. So those sort of innovations, yeah, they're not perfect yet. Yes, they're not great even. They're probably not even good. They're probably minimal at best, but they're starting to work on those tiny little issues that prevent us from using these in our everyday life. Yeah. Hmm. Just think of some of those technologies that weren't very good. And right. I mean, how they you know, the first but how bad to, Bluetooth even was, and how great it's got. And if it's supposed to even get better, I mean, the first days of Bluetooth were awful. It was think probably how was when yeah, it first. I mean, true. just awful, and it just didn't work, and it was a struggle. And no matter where you went, it wasn't. I mean, it was that's true. And, and the market forced it to get better. 
right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think I just think there's something to it. Chad, anything else you want to add uh, as we kind of wrap up our, our rant? So, so I think at the end of the day, all this stuff, no matter what we're talking about, market votes with their wallet, right? So when people open up their wallet, and it doesn't matter what they say on social media, if they still go to the store and they say, yeah, I'll pay 500 bucks for that, or yeah, I'll pay $3 for that, or whatever they do, Right, that's that's what's yeah. going to drive the future of technology. That's always what's driven the future of technology. And if there are enough fanboys and girls that say, I don't care if it sounds stupid, I don't care if everybody else thinks it's retarded, I want to invest in it because I have to have the latest and greatest because I'm the bleeding edge person or because I'm the Apple person or I'm the Microsoft person or the Google person or whatever. Uh, by putting their trust, and by trust I mean their dollars in into the companies that are making these decisions, well, that's what we're going to get, right? And so that's going to drive what the technology adoptions are, and then, you know, we'll try it out. And then as a market, we will test it out and say, give feedback, right? We like it, we spent our money, but these are the things we don't like about it, so we're going to get about three stars instead of five stars. And then they're going to go back and they're going to refine, they're going to adjust, and they're going to try to get more money out of us for the next version. Yeah. And, and you nailed it. The market speaks but not necessarily what we want, but sometimes with trust. Like you nailed it. Like we trust Apple, okay? We will still give you our money even though some of us, you know, still want that 3.5 jack. Okay, now we start to see where that goes. So I think you had made a very important point with like, we're, we're going to trust them and it's going to take the top end of consumers who are willing to pay the money to still trust them to go with it. Um, but I know that on the other end too, they're going to lose out on a lot of sales. For example, you know, like there are still a large amount of consumers out there that say, I'm just not willing to make that jump yet, you know, to not having those sort of things. Uh, but that top end is going to keep continuing to grow. It's going to allow Apple to learn from it. And I think I'm excited to see in two years what the iPhone 8 has. 7S, I'm never impressed with the S models. But with the eight, we'll see where we're at in two years. So, <laughs> Jim, I'll drastic. see you. I'll be back on the show in two years. With that, I'm out. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> drop, drop the mic. Drop the mic. I'll, I'll see you when the iPhone 8 uh, launch happens. Drashness says in chat, Mike, the word you're looking for is sheep. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sheeple is what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, um, it, it is, uh, it's interesting. Right. I mean, we just live in an interesting time, and and I think there's a lot of, and everybody, you know, everybody comes. the The great part about this is everybody. There's so many choices. This is the best part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can go with the iPhone. You can go with a refurbed iPhone. You can go with the Galaxy, uh, S whatever. Fill in the the, the note whatever. You can. If you want still, it to explode in your hand. You, well, <laughs> that there is a little risk of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, a lot of those are blown up, but. Um, the uh, you can still go on a Windows phone if you want to. You can buy a flip phone. I mean, you you can. The the good news is you don't have to do anything. Uh, it's totally up to you and how you decide to spend your money. This is the best part about it. How you decide to spend your money is up to you and what you decide to buy and how you decide to do it. I find incredible convenience in some of these things, and I'm willing to pay for some of them. And some of you aren't, and vice versa. There's some things you guys buy out there listening to this that I kind of go, yeah, no, I mean, man, we have talked a ton about home automation lately, and I just have not jumped on the bandwagon with that. That's just not working for me yet, and, and I'm not as willing, we talked about this at the top of the show, I'm not as willing to dive into some of those things or spend the time doing it. Um, I've, you know, I've got other priorities. So awesome that everybody, everybody, there's so many great options in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and on that too, okay, like Drashna, like what he said, I'll, I'll jump in. Like, yes, 
there are the sheep, right? And they're the top 10 that will follow them. And, and we need those people. Yeah, but Drashna, we, need, we, need the, we need the antis like Drashna too, though. We need the people who are so anti that yeah. because otherwise price wouldn't change. Right. Because if everyone was a sheep and if everyone followed, they wouldn't have to lower their prices because we'll pay whatever we want. We'll pay into it. We'll, we'll do whatever. You need the entire market. So like right. everyone is necessary in the group. So yeah, he makes a good point. There are the sheep and you can call them that, uh, but we need everyone in the group. But if there weren't the sheep, there also wouldn't be the price decrease. Like the market works like that. You can't have one without the other. You so if we, if we, yeah, if we were all antis and didn't follow the trends at all, there wouldn't be any innovation. There wouldn't be any drive for the price down. But in the reverse sense, yes, there wouldn't be that also if we were all sheep. So it, it's, it's either way. You need everyone in the group. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad no. we have Drashna in the chat to bring us all. You know, that's no, good. It's good, <laughs> and I, and you know, it's it's the uh, Chad. You said this, I think, earlier. The market, the market straightens that stuff out. Yeah, it does. And, really. uh, and so it's pretty good. So this is funny, Mike, because this is the first time I've looked at an Apple announcement in five years positively. Like really, yeah. And, and, but on, to be to be totally fair, me too. Maybe not five years. Probably three. I don't. It's think been it's about three years since I've been like. That is a device that I really could get behind and probably buy on opening day. I haven't been a launch day iPhone buyer since the iPhone 4 or 4S. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah. So, and I yeah. won't. I won't buy it opening day. That's not my. That's I'm not going to do it now. Do I think some of the changes they're making are good? Absolutely. I love the blue. I love the emphasis on moving away or moving to Bluetooth. I love them bringing, at least on this phone, bringing the water-resistant features to it. I love it. We didn't even mention the stereo. You know, it now LG did this a long time ago, but they put stereo speakers on yeah. the phone, right? They, they took up that space where the headphone jack used to be and put in a hair stereo. Yeah, right on. Yeah. I mean, that's, and so there's some great, I, I love some of that. Not innovative, right? But I, either I, way, I, we'll benefit I, from there's, even if we don't buy it on opening day, we'll benefit from those choices they made. Because in well, a few years, we'll really benefit from I, I just don't see this as being innovative, like you. No, mentioned. no, they and I agree, up. it's not. No, it's not. It's caught up. It, it's catching up. They caught up in positive ways, and yeah. that's if, you, if you're a fan of Apple, you're happy to see, you're happy with this product. Yeah, and it will push. It will push Google and Android yeah. on a few things, right? Uh, Samsung certainly has to figure out their <laughs> their issues. How they are still in business, I don't know. They have had so many, so many. They make a good ups. product, though, man. Those, know. yeah. But you're right. The it's amount of screw they have on the chin, and yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, my Galaxy S4 used to heat up to the temperature of the sun, <laughs> and I was surprised that thing didn't catch on fire. But uh, it, it is, um, it's good times. And so, uh, guys out there listening, thanks for hanging in with the discussion on it. I think a, a very, um, a, not a fanboy discussion, but a very well laid out as we as we kind of think through. You'll get to make that decision on what uh, you decide to do uh, with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay for a while. I think Mike says he's an opening day guy. Uh, Chad says he's going to make I wish I could day. be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've, you've got some expenses. Chad's got his plan put together. You know, everybody thinks through what they're going to do, and and uh, one of the things I love about our community is we can have these kind of discussions and lay yeah. it all out there. And at the end of the day, everybody's good with everybody. And so, thanks for uh, chat room. A great job uh, to tonight of kind of working through the issues with us. And, and there's some there's some real things to work through. Price is one of them. I mean, I I remember, we, we, and we won't go into this, but I remember when I used to balk at paying fifty bucks for my landline, like. Right. Oh, this is too expensive. And, They're raking uh, me over the coals here. When I got that thing down to zero because I put it on voice over IP was almost the day I bought 
I mean, I had a cell phone at the moment, but here I am working my landline down to zero, and I I continue to pay more and more and more for my cell phone. So you know, here we talk about the hardware and the expenses. Holy crap! The 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 real expense is in the plan. That's who we should be going after. <laughs> Who's going to drive down the price in the yeah in the market there? We need someone to do that. Yeah. Well, the good no news one's is, doing it. There's no innovation there that's helping them out. Yeah. Good. The good news is we have three strong carriers here in the United States. Three strong carriers that can go at it. Are they doing it? Uh, that's some question. I, I'm not sure. There's competition there. No, there's <laughs> not. Know? They're happy where they're at. They're happy with the market they have. I think I think they've settled on a nice little profit margin, and they're just kind of sitting there. And even though some of the cut rate carriers have tried to come in and undercut them. We are still Americans are tied to AT and T, Verizon, and Sprint. If you Just travel at all, I agree because those I, those cut rate ones are actually very good, and if they work in your area. But if you ever leave your area, sometimes they can kick you. But yeah, you're right. So you have to. Yeah, you have to. Uh, Kevin Schoonover says, "I just saw an Apple ad. They now have a computer with a fold-away keyboard and touchscreen. Wow, that's innovative." <laughs> he's being come he's on. Being, that's the definition of innovative. Yeah, that's a laptop. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it is funny the what's going on. We, Do you we won't pay an extra five hundred dollars for that innovation? So I'm guessing you, there's there's some great commercials going on right now between it's service. good stuff. Yeah, 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 it's good stuff. So oh, I well, can't wait my laptop. I will, Chad. I will say, uh, hang around. We'll hang around for you, you. Have time to hang around for some post show? Yeah, absolutely. Jim, you thanks okay? so much for having me on this episode. Mike, great to meet you. Uh, meet you. Thanks, audience, for the chat. It was awesome hanging out, and uh, I love the show. It's awesome. Good. Well, you'll we'll have you. You're a podcaster, so. We rotate through, you know, six months, seven, eight months or so. I try and rotate folks back in. So we'll, right we'll try to bring you back in the rotation and and uh, and do that. I will tell everyone, uh, just a reminder, as we're on our way out here, um, if you're staying around live, stay around for the post show. Uh, don't forget, we're wrapping up the stickers and the Patreon stuff. So three bucks, jump in. Really, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. And it's okay with me. Every Actually, uh, the, the group has been really very positive about this. So I appreciate you guys. Many of you have... Jumped in there and Patreon. Some of that money I give back into other. I support other podcasters that are out there as well. So appreciate your support, long term or short term. Just trying it out. If you want to support me and the podcast and Mike and what we're doing here, great way to do it. If you don't, hey, all good from our standpoint. But head out to theaverageguy.tv/support and jump on Patreon uh, for the options if you want to get those. And make sure I have your address, by the way. If you if you do three bucks or more, just make sure I've got your address and I'll be mailing a, a again, a bunch of them got mailed out last weekend and they'll be sending a few more here before we go to the meetup. A reminder, uh, if you want to get get a hold of me, you've got um and uh, I'm getting a few more of these. If you've got somebody you want me to interview, like you've got a favorite tech gadget or you got a contact and you think they'd be great for the show, whatever. Just send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Uh, I won't take everybody, but I'll take some. And so if you've got that, Eric hooked us up uh, the other day with uh, with the reset plug. And and so uh, if you want to do that, you know, we had Ring. We had Jamie on from Ring. Man, I keep seeing Jamie on on uh, Siminoff. I keep seeing him on TV, like oh, with the with the Ring.com, which is kind of cool. Yeah. We had him on our show. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I saw that. And you're like, hey. He was on our show. That guy's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So uh, pretty cool. Send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv, and uh, I'll work uh, what I can to set up. We'll have some open slots uh, coming up here in November and December, so we'd like to get some of those in as well. Just a reminder that the theaverageguy.tv platform and web, both web hosting and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know. You know that's Christian, uh, that you know and trust. 
For more information, plans start at $10. If you're thinking of starting a blog or a podcast, $10 a month gets you in. Covers both web and media hosting, $10. MapleGrovePartners.com. We want to thank Roger out at WLMN Radio for broadcasting us live. Uh, Chad, we didn't tell you this, but now you're a radio star, too. Yeah, I'm putting that on my LinkedIn profile. I'm putting it on hellotechfrills.com slash aboutchad. I'm putting it on chadbostic.com. I'm putting it everywhere. I'm putting it, I don't Terrestrial know. Terrestrial radio star. That's right. WLMN Radio in Grafton, West Virginia. If I, I don't think that Mike, honestly, I think he cuts me off in an hour, so I never think they hear this part. I need to oh, move that. Oh, really? There we go. I got to move that up to the front, because we always beg them to send us an email, but it's always yeah. at like the hour 20 mark that's true hey it, it might uh, cut off in an hour yeah i think it i wonder what the demographics are out there i could yeah. tell you but <laughs> <laughs> well we'd love to hear from them jim at the average guy.tv if you do hear this part and uh although hopefully some of them have just joined us uh, in the subscription area i want to hear uh, from them. i'm excited yeah. i yeah, never, that would be cool. Because I see people commenting on the Facebook, and I want to like I have interacted with a few of them actually like on Facebook from Grafton. They seem like great people, so I want to hear them like awesome. get an email from them. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah, uh, don't forget to download the app too. You know, uh, LastPass sponsors that, and they uh, they have signed up for another year. A great way to listen to the show. Best on the road. Uh, Spreaker uh, built that for us, and LastPass sponsors it. Head out to home gadgetgeeks.com to get that downloaded. Really easy to do it. You guys have been real generous on uh, Amazon, so theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon when you're purchasing. Mike Weger, I think, single-handedly supported the, the, the network for a month. During my move, yeah, that yeah. was probably me. Mower, uh, Weed Whacker. <laughs> oh, was that? Uh, did you see it all come it, through? It, I, I was wondering if it did. Okay, good. Yeah, I, saw, I, I, I was saw doing it. everything on Amazon. Yes, I had my mower delivered free two-day shipping. That's great. It was easy. Yeah, I love Prime. <laughs> and you that. can use your Amex points on Amazon. So if you have an Amex card, you can uh, – it's got a free mower. Literally free. Yeah, it, it, it was free. I used all my points. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, really? Yeah, it was free. Oh, nice. I, wow. Yeah, we used our points in December to go on a trip, and then I built up enough points to buy a mower now. So yeah, those points are awesome. Cool. Don't forget, we're doing the newsletter weekly now. And if you want to get signed up for that, I haven't had too many of you sign up for it. But if you want to, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter. Always the last week's newsletter is there. I don't do many changes to it. I kind of give you a little idea of what's coming up. Um, I did put a four-week schedule. So if you kind of want to know what's happening in the live show, and, and I'll tell you, for the next three weeks, you're going to hear interviews that I did at Heartland Developer Conference. And so those are coming in there. That, man, the timing on that worked out awesome. Uh, I'll be out of town getting ready to go to the meetup next week. I'll be in Lincoln for some recruiting the week after that. I think I'm in Dallas the week after that. And so we want to uh, want to thank you for signing up for that newsletter if you want to get it. Not too many links in there. I try not to sell anything through it if I don't have to. Um, just to keep you in the loop, I'll put a little personal note if you sign up for it. Head over to theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter. Don't forget, we're live every Thursday. I say that, Mike, and then we're taking three weeks off. But yeah. we'll still, actually, the video will still be there. So if you want to come out on Thursday, 8 o'clock next week, you can do that. There'll be a video there, and there may be even a few people in chat. You can you can hijack the chat without me uh, and, and get that done. But normally, we're live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, at theaverageguy.tv slash live. If you're in the chat room, stay around for the post show. And with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>